What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 52 of The Overview. I'm Chan Man V, and joined today by Fish Sticks and surprisingly a sprinter, Jason, who just ran. Are you really surprised? He's like always throwing food down his mouth like the last (laughs) possible second. Like, he just ran from his, he just ran from his desk. And I didn't want to leave on the floor. I had to run and go get it. I got long legs. I'm a giraffe. Let's go. I wish I would have recorded that. That was All hilarious. This is true. Yeah. Uh, but welcome, everybody. Uh, got lots uh, to talk about, as usual. Not as much as we normally do. This week was a little bit uh, slower in terms of news, but lots of events going on and lots of playing from you guys, right? You guys getting a chance to play some ladder, Arissa, maybe? Yeah, I've been trying to. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's going on with this season. My luck has not been so great. Uh, oh, earlier, about two weeks ago, I took a 400 SR tumble Ooh. and have just slowly been like climbing my way back up. But you, you know, I'll, I'll win three, four games in a row, and then I'll lose five games in a row. And it's, I've just been on the treadmill, man. It's been uh, a little bit rough. But I've been having problems with, you, with like, like I'll win 20 points, but I'll lose like 30. Wait. So like at the end of the day, I'm still negative points. Okay. But yeah. it's like the most frustrating thing ever. But no, I yeah. So I've had a couple of tumbles. I've you know had 400 SR swings uh, here or there. But uh, when you have a lot of pro players in a friends list to play with, you kind of can get carried <laughs> sometimes. Though if you ask Too Easy, I was playing with him last night. You ask him, my Reinhardt carried the hell out of him. I had some ridiculous earth shatters. But yeah, pro so players. You're still playing Reinhardt mainly in ranked, which is so annoying to do. That's- but when you're against dive comp as a riding heart, you kind of just stand there and twiddle your thumbs and hope your team, well, you're, you hope your Anna doesn't die, basically. It's frustrating. I'll never be a good Genji, but I'm trying to play some Winston now. Yeah, I was about to say, why not bring out the Winston? I don't know. Because uh, I'm basically reinforced. Kaiser seems to do fine I'm with Reinhardt, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding <laughs> I don't know. Reinhardt's still... Well, yeah, it's, it's hard against dive comp. Like, there's a lot yeah. of problems where you can't ever get hope percent. Because your five strikes will 90% of the time miss because mm-hmm. they have... Yeah. Well, against you can reflect a tracer who can dodge, against you can dodge a Winston who can jump, and then their supports are so far away that the chance of hitting them is really low. So you have to kind of depend on hitting that third DPS if they run triple DPS dive. It's just it's it's annoying. You really can't do much when they dive your back line with them, but that's yeah. either here or there because it's all about dive comps now. Well, you know, yeah, that's I'm, that's the reason why you're getting less points when you win than when you lose. Yeah, because you're, you're not, not doing anything. You're not putting up any stats. That's why. It's bad, man. <laughs> Uh, that's actually been one of my pet peeves this whole season long is dive comps are super popular now, mm-hmm. but at the rank that I'm playing at, like mid low masters, unfortunately, uh, people are not really that comfortable with dive comps. And yeah. I cannot tell you how many games I have lost where it's like, we get a Winston and we get a Genji and then we get a McCree and a Roadhog. And you're like, Oh, this is like the most, I've had that exact composition or something very mm-hmm. similar to it probably two dozen times in like the the 30 or 40 games I've played this season. So many people like refuse to switch off hog. So you've got half the team like, come on guys, let's do a dive comp. No one really wants to play Ryan, let's be honest. And then but there's that guy who just won't switch off Roadhog. Uh so that's that's the end of losing because of it, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty tough. That's when you yell in comms and say, guys, you have a halfway to a dive comp, you have halfway to a triple tank comp. Decide what we're gonna do because this isn't gonna work half and half. Yeah, you're just half-assing yeah. both comps, and that never works. Yeah, yeah, totally. that's been my life, though. Uh, you guys get a chance to play Arissa? 
Yeah, this morning, uh, as you can uh, see, if you're watching the stream, uh, not listening, but those those tuning in live right now or mm -hmm. watching on Twitch, I'm home. So uh, I maybe snuck in a few games <laughs> when I should have been working. Maybe don't tell anybody. There's no way that they'll ever know. You're working uh, on your yeah, other I played screen, a couple right? games. <laughs> That's how. Uh, it's like. Yeah, right now, totally. Uh, well, I'm doing Twitch-related stuff, so that's right. Fine. He totally is. Uh, but yeah, I played a couple games with Arissa this morning, and I don't know. Um, I'm I'm not really sure exactly what to think yet. A couple things are very apparent, and it's not none of this should come as a surprise as a surprise to anyone really. But uh, some things are standing out to me. For instance, she's really good against uh, taking down Reinhardt shields. So if the other team is running a more standard Ryan-based composition, you can deal a lot of damage to that shield quite quickly. Um, so it, it almost is like you don't necessarily, if you, if you also are doing something not like a dive comp, like something with, uh, anchor tanks, uh, Arissa almost kind of plays like a Roadhog-esque role where you can just bust down the shield really, really fast or not, not, not as fast as a Roadhog, but like it, it kind of plays that similar role. Uh, of course her barrier is pretty good too. Uh, haven't made too much use of her mm. right click. Uh, but I did get sucked into the pit once on Ilios yeah. by somebody, else, some other Orisa. So you can see the potential. Uh, but I, I do really wonder uh, how she's going to fare against any kind of dive comp. Like she does okay against Winston. I will say that. But her gun—you can't—you can't hit anything that's moving at all. Like it, the projectile speed is so slow that you cannot hit a Genji or a Tracer or a Fera at all for your life. It's kind of yeah. hard. I mean, I don't think you're supposed to be able to hit those those characters, unfortunately. Um, well, here's the question, think, right? Yeah. Is that, and I, I think, Chairman, you'll agree with me on this, I feel mm -hmm. like Arissa in a current state is weak. But mm -hmm. I feel like yep. that was the intention of Blizzard. Release her a little mm -hmm. bit weak, like they did with Anna, like they did with Sombra, and fine-tune her to just make her stronger over time so she doesn't take the, the meta by storm. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I think they might have had Arissa in mind when they were thinking about making a higher skill cap tank. And, you know, one of the ways to make a tank higher skill cap is to make make the tank a little bit easier to kill, you know, when it's not utilizing the wall and, and uh, you know, maybe having to even plan out just how you position. You know, we saw a little bit of Arissa even in Carbon and just how they were using those more around corners, you know, using the wall to kind of just, just solidify corners and things like that versus just using just a normal shield. So, yeah, she's going to start off weak. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know. We've seen some crazy things with her right-click, even in highlight videos and clips, and I'm pretty excited to see what people are going to be doing with that. Um, but I, I can only see her in, like, a triple tank type of meta right now, and that scares me. I don't want to see that anymore, man. All right, I'll, I'll do my little rant on her. Okay, all right. Um. Yeah, she's like she's she's playable in like a triple quad tank setup where you have like a Zarya, a Reinhardt, maybe even a Diva thrown there because you have so much shield and barrier mm -hmm. to work with. Yep. That's really hard to actually penetrate that. So if you're gonna fight it, you're gonna fight with a dive comp, which is what everyone's playing. So great, not gonna really work in that current composition. Um, two, and this is something Ben and I just talked about a little bit earlier on. I feel like she should have a movement ability. I mean, mm -hmm. she's a freaking yep. centaur. She has four legs. You think she would have a charge or a dash, but no. She's basically the slowest moving hero in the game, it feels like. So she has no escape potential unless you rely on your teammates. Um, she can be decent against dive, depending on how you use her. Where it's, for instance, if you use it to pull Winston and Tracer or Genji off of someone against like really organized teams, you can clear your support and keep them alive. Plus the shield as well to mitigate some damage. Um, but the problem is, is that you put her in, then who are you taking out? Yeah. And you're not running a dive comp yourself, so you can't really run divers dive kind of thing. Um, 
I feel like Diva is like the sickest hard counter against her. Like Ben, you're talking about right clicks and how you can use that. And well, it's so slow that Diva can block it like almost every single time. And her bolts are so slow that all right, well, you just mitigated like half her entire clip with with your defense matrix, yeah. and then you can just rush her down. And even at the same time, she feels so squishy, even with you know half her health being armor, she still only has 400 effective health. Uh, well, it's actually higher than that, but whatever. She has like 400 <laughs> yeah. HP, right? Yeah, true. But I get two shot by Widows all the time playing her, and you just die so quickly. Even your fortify doesn't seem to really keep you alive that much. Um, and the kind of the biggest gripe I have about her, well, not necessarily a gripe, but the fact of it seems like every hero that's been released by Blizzard with um, Anna, with Sombra, um, and now with Arissa, not including like Mei and Genji, you, it feels like you need a comp to fit around this hero to make it work. It's not just a hero you can put into the game and it's, it can be played in the current meta. Like when Anna came out, we we got two two twos. It wasn't working well. Then we saw the triple quad tanks, and that's when Anna became powerful. With Sombra, you need to run a Lucio and a Zenyatta, um, and you need to watch. Well, sorry, not an Anna. You need to run a Lucio and a Zenyatta, not an Anna, because Anna completely f's up the entire aspect of her ability for ultimate quickly. It's using MP to engage. Now, Arissa, you need to run like a triple quad tank set up with barriers, but that's not in the meta right now. It's all about dive comps. So it's just really frustrating. And I know I've been talking for a long time. It's really <laughs> kind of frustrating to kind of incorporate her into the mix. But as a hero, I love her kit. The only gri gripe I have about her kit is her ultimate, though, because uh, every tank has great. like a big slap your dick on the table ultimate. And hers is like, all right, I'll put a little thing down to give you guys more damage. It's a support ultimate. It's not mm -hmm. like a, yep. you know, a killing ultimate kind of thing. So. I mean, all in good... all, I like her, but she's really hard to play right now. That's a good point. I mean, your last statement there, that she's a support... I feel like she is a support character more than she is a tank. And the only reason she's a tank is because of the there's a big wall, which for me is more similar to a May wall than it is any kind of Reinhardt shield or anything like that. Um, so she is right in the middle between tank and support, and because of that, she doesn't survive. I'm actually okay with the fact that them, with them making characters that require a composition to be built around it, because that n encourages a different meta. We didn't quite see it with Sombra. You know, it, nothing's changed to that extent with Sombra, but um, I'm generally okay with that, because it, it just keeps things changing. Really quickly before Ben cuts in here, sorry, just about that specific topic, mm -hmm. is that... Oh, God, I lost my thought. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, my because God. because there's so many different ways you can go with heroes, like so many different abilities, so many untapped or unused abilities currently. Like, hey, how about a button you hit that whatever damage you take, your regen over ten seconds. So if they don't kill you, you have longevity kind of thing. Like there's these little niches that can still be played, yeah. which is why I don't think they could implement like a McCree 2.0. You know, because you don't want to focus on all right, should I play this McCree or this McCree? You want to focus on an entirely new hero. All right, Ben, go. Sorry. No, I, I just would just echo again. Like it, it seems like there's definitely potential in this character. I don't want to write her off right now, but I, I definitely agree with some of the same frustrations you have, Jason. I think one of the easiest possible ways to give her a significant uh, tuning, I guess, big buff um, perhaps as well, is to make her shift actually increase her speed. Mm, why yeah, not? Make her shift, yeah. like make her 50% faster. Make her maybe even have a pushback, you know, uh, there's a lot of analogies between her and Ryan. Why not make her have, like, uh, the ability to gallop forward and maybe do some minimal amount of damage, like 25, 50 damage to whoever's in her path. Uh, she can then get in there, get right into the middle of the action, get back to into the action from spawn faster. Uh, I think this would make her a lot more satisfying uh, to play. And, yeah, I just, 
I wish every character in the game had a had a movement mechanic, so I'm sort of biased in that front. But uh, I think that would Jeez. be a really simple, easy way that Blizzard's probably thought of. I mean, look, like you said, she's a freaking centaur. She looks she like she should, should be able to get. No, she should definitely. I think the shift is a, is a good option to to give her just temporary speed. Maybe it's just like two seconds of of real get out of this spot you know kind of thing and it's, maybe you it's your the, oh shit button exactly it, it literally is your oh shit button. even when you use it currently in the meta or a currently player it's like oh, i'm taking too much damage i need to stay alive yeah. when i give it mobility you might need i think even generally they might need to lower the cooldown on that shift too just even for the armor and uh, immunity because otherwise i just don't see how she lives very very long it's so hard right now and um, I, I, I think we're going to be seeing the, the data really, really soon. I'm sure they'll be taking a look at that. But um, right now, it's it's pretty hard to play on the ladder. Like, I'm afraid even... I, if I play Ariz on the ladder, I'm just going to lose. Like, I just know that right now. So um, I'm very, very hesitant. And I don't know. I think generally speaking, uh, if... I would guess that people that see an Arisa on the team probably aren't going to be happy with that. I don't know. What was it, what was the reaction like? Somebody, somebody yelled at me and went, you only have 11 minutes on Arisa. <laughs> I know. Like, That's like, an how hour can I ago. More? How can I have more than that? <laughs> how could I possibly have more? Exactly. So, with her. I, I won my first game. Chill out. It's going to be a week uh, of that, man. A week of raging when people pick Arisa. But hopefully after that, people will start to settle down. Again, though, I will reiterate what we said last week and the week before is she her right click has the potential to make for some incredibly epic moments. Uh, <laughs> we have and we, right we have a clip we of have that one as right well, here, right? Uh, that just guess. shows it's not just sucking people into pits, but it's also plays like this that you're uh, watching on screen right now. But I guess those those of you tuning into the audio uh, podcast, you can actually shoot Arissa's right click. And here comes the right click right over the Reinhardt shield. Here comes the big earth shatter. Wait, I can't. It's, too it's not yet. <laughs> uh, okay, there it comes and pulls the right up. There comes the perfectly tied earth shatter. There you go. So okay, that's cool basically the right click, they ended up throwing the right click over the shield. It, it goes behind the Reinhardt, pulls the Reinhardt up, and then the you know the uh, the ally Reinhardt ended up earth shattering underneath the shield. So that's pretty cool play. Like I didn't I didn't really think about that as being one of the the ways to use it. Um, I'll tell you what, though, her right click is really frustrating to get hit by because it like disorients you. Mm -hmm. Like it actually like, really turns surprising. you a little bit and moves your aim. It's like super so. surprising. Yeah. yeah. But Diva's just gonna eat that for <laughs> for lunch. I'm all telling day you, long. like if you see her played, Diva's yeah, totally, played. totally. I mean, she's a decent counter to Roadhog because you can't hook her, and like your armor mitigates each individual pellet they get hit with. Sure. So yeah. she doesn't really, you can't really burst her down. But then again, she can't escape you because she can't run away. <laughs> Yeah, very true. Well, hopefully all of you guys listening will get a chance to um, you know, definitely play Arisa some. Uh, but why don't we move on to some of the events that are going on? Because there's three big ones that are going on. It seems like there's always three. Uh, but one concluded this past week. So we'll be down to two <laughs> following, uh, or at least going into this, this weekend. So why don't we start with Carbon playoffs? Uh, the grand finals happened uh, this past weekend, or was it Friday? Fr Friday, Saturday? I was out of town, so I had to actually catch up on the VODs yesterday. But I think it happened on Saturday, I believe. One, one of those days, Friday or Saturday. Anyways, um, Immortals ended up taking it 3-1. Spoilers for anybody that didn't watch it. Taking it 3-1 over LG Evil. And I think to a lot of folks that been watching the entire season of Carbon, that was a surprise. Just given that LG Evil, I don't know how many times they played Immortal. They probably played Immortal four times in the season and they didn't lose to them 
So uh, Immortal got them on the very last one, the one that actually mattered the most. Uh, and uh, overall, you know, that ended up being a successful, obviously, event for them. They played really, really well. I don't know if you guys were able to catch the finals. Did you guys watch it? Yeah, uh, watched the vast majority of that playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. If this this taught me one thing about NA Overwatch, it's that you cannot have any expectations going to any tournament <laughs> That's ever. true. That's true. Whichever team is currently at the top, two weeks later, it's going to be someone else. And we've seen this happen now several times. For a little while, for like a split second, people were like, okay, Renegades is the shit. Then it was Immortals is the shit. And then it was Hammers, Hammers aka yeah. LG Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, like, LG Evil did not look great. Like, they got, I don't know if it was just a matter of other teams figuring them out. Uh, I mean, they, they were really pioneering, or not pioneering, but they were really fitting nicely into the dive comp strep meta mm-hmm. yep. with uh, Jake really shining, is playing a lot of Farah, Genji. But man, this that team just got completely figured out. Uh, and Immortals winning 3 1. Okay, it wasn't like it wasn't like it was a stomp. It wasn't like it was a one-sided stomp. Uh, and there were some razor-thin moments. In fact, I actually yeah. included a clip that uh, maybe we can play on stream yeah. at some point uh, of just one of those moments that was totally, absolutely insane. Uh, but still, like, for, from my perspective, I just don't know what to think about NA anymore. It, it doesn't seem like any team is going to be top of the pack for any amount of time whatsoever. Uh, also, I think the other really interesting thing for me is the fact that Immortals isn't always isn't really doing the dive comp thing. They're still uh, they're still running a lot of Roadhog, um, and not really doing exactly what most other teams seem to be uh, fitting towards. And so you know, in NA, you've got teams like Immortals and Selfless that are just basically like sidestepping this uh, this dive comp predominant meta a bit. Well, I mean, I think they're just playing what they can play, like at an optimal level, and um, you know, Immortals had four tries i believe i mean somebody might have to correct me there i think they've had four tries in the past at trying to figure out lg evil and this time around they definitely did some different things i mean i saw hyped on some comp or hyped playing some characters that he didn't play in the past at least in the matchups because he was primarily just playing zarya most of the time but i saw him he brought out diva a bit yeah zarya diva i'm sorry not um fair i saw him on farah diva Tracer, he played Orisa for a moment even on one of the maps. So uh, I think Hyped for me stood out the most. Uh, he even played super well too. Uh, so um, I, I think mean, he was that a was a big player difference. at G, uh, uh, NGE, right? As well? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, uh, sure. Grim, Grim played great too at NGE, right? And, uh, and some of the other DPS players. But um, his play stood out the most to me. I think. Um, a lot of what LG Evil does, you know, with the, the dive comp or just any dive comp, right? It relies heavily on your Genji, heavily on those um, nano boosted blades, and they just didn't pull them off this time around. You know, like I'm used to Jake killing the back line at least two guys, right? At least three guys. Uh, and a, about half the time, you know, they were able to take care of him, you know, um, just on, on without him even killing anybody. So I think that was the biggest difference uh, that I could see. I don't know, Ben. Did you what? What else did you notice uh, that was different than some of the other matches they had in the past? Um, I, you know, I, I'm trying to think. Like, it's not like LG Evil did anything different. I, I think the the main thing is people just are starting to figure out how to deal with dive comps in general, mm-hmm. and this LG Evil squad. And, and you can't forget. Uh, you can't forget. Uh, Immortals has guys like Grim Reality on the team. Um, <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, Grim Reality is 
probably top three hit scan in an in NA, if not, you know, the best in NA right now. His hit scan is absolutely sickeningly insanely good. It it doesn't even look legit. Like that's how good it is when you when you watch. So I don't know. Just watching Grim Reality play is like always an absolute pleasure for me. Like this guy is insane. Yeah, Jason, do you catch any of it or no? Uh, to be honest, no, because it's usually on at like a really bad yeah, time. Yeah, it is a really bad or, time. Over here yeah. in Europe, but I'm going to go back and watch the VODs very soon. I'm mostly yeah. focused on Apex um, because of how like insane all the games have been lately. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think Grim played great. I mean, there were definitely moments. Um, I felt like in the past, they, they were able to contain Grim a lot more. But there were de definitely some maps where, where Grim just had high ground and he was just having a field day, basically. And you can't give that guy any room or also just be you know just just owning you big time so um you know i think stitches too i think i think both their dps players played super great so uh, the combination of those two and hype together i think really really stood out so um bummer for lg evil you know i felt like two weeks ago lg evil was just on the rise and then you know they they ran into um you know selfless and uh well, actually selfless and it wasn't even rogue in in the monthly melee and then from there they've kind of you know kind of dropped a little bit and after this loss too it's i think it's a little bit of a knockback but um like you said every na team I, I feel like has a few weeks in the sun and then they just get knocked down and have to you know kind of get rejuvenated and try to climb that mountain again um but we'll have to yeah. see what happens it's they're, happened they're, many times yeah they're both point. they're both in the pit tournament too so uh we'll, we'll get a chance to see them really really soon and i'm showing that highlight that ben talked about here and um, <laughs> it was that moment where this is the one where um, Hype totally baited them, right? Hype like walked into the I mean, room in Dorado and just like sat there yeah. standing still. He literally just I mean, it's not like there. Hype was like, yes, I'll get slept and then I'll get charged. <laughs> exactly. But I, I think it's, it actually just goes to show you like uh, ZP um, over the weekend actually was talking a little bit about why Overwatch is so exciting, but also why it's like so difficult to watch. Uh, and really fully understand the intricacies. Uh, because in this moment in particular, yeah. I thought Hype was a goner. He's yeah. slept in the in the middle of the entirety of the rest of the enemy team. He gets charged. But as he's getting charged, he's being healed by his friendly Ana, And that Ana has the trust in Hype to drop down, uh, of course, the nano boost, which is what keeps him alive. And then Hype is able to drop a Graviton and completely shift what looked like it was a sure win <laughs> for LG Evil. Uh, 100% the other way. Um, so little moments like that are really what make and break tournaments for you know, your entire tournament could come down to something like that. And it, and it did. It did. Times. Yeah, I mean, it was the reason why they were able to push all the way to the end of the island. So, um, yeah, definitely kudos to, to Hyped and the Mortal team. And uh, hopefully we'll see them do well in the, the uh, pit championship too that's happening right now. I, I think the NA bracket starts... This week, because last week was the EU bracket, right? So, or the EU groups, we'll we'll start seeing. Hopefully, they're not in the same group. I hope Immortals and LG are not in the same group this time around, because we I've seen them play so many times now that I'd kind of like to see uh, Immortals and LG matchup. Evil both in Group A. Oh god! It's Immortals, <laughs> Complexity, Luminosity, Gaming, Evil, Rise Nation, CLG, and Selfless. And Group B is Phase Clan, Luminosity, Gaming, Loyal, Team Liquid, Renegades, Rogue, and you guys get paid. Oh my god! Okay, that first group looks. A little bit crazier to me than that second one. I, I can see a clear three being being there. Yeah, yeah. I mean CLG. Like, is this is 
Honestly, no offense to them. I just have <laughs> no not offense. seen them ever since. <laughs> they, they haven't played in a single tournament. They haven't. Yeah. They haven't not even anything. one. Or maybe yeah. they played in like the Comp OW, like whatever those tournaments are called. Like I'm looking and like, okay, they open qualifier for or for Overwatch Pit. They toured Gale Force. Then before that was Rivalcade, where they played against Denial and lost. Then they played before that into the Arena Overwatch. They lost to Gale Force. Lost to Temple Storm before that. Mm -hmm. Lost to Nameless before, or beat Nameless. Then, like, yeah, I don't know. It just hasn't really been any decent places, I guess, out of them so far. But yeah, hopefully, this is the chance. Maybe they'll surprise us. Hey, I mean, Hammers did. Hammers sure as hell totally. did. Yeah. Uh, noises when they showed up either monthly melee. So yeah. All right. Well, why don't we talk about I'm Overwatch Pit Championship? Um, Jason, we lead us through this a little bit. I'll I'll bring up the yes. Yeah, so the uh, let's see. Stuff. Group A concluded. Um, just yesterday, I believe it was, with NIP placing first uh, at four and one. Well, technically first, since uh, they did beat United in the head-to-head -head matchup. Um, and they actually started off really rough in the entirety of this one. They lost to Laser Kittens, and everyone kind of looked at that like, "Wow, is is Laser Kittens like really that good, or is NIP really not playing that well?" And I think it was kind of a little bit of a mix of both. Um, Nesh over on Laser Kittens has been, like Uber and I have been talking about him in the office, pretty pretty damn ridiculous as a DPS player. Uh, <laughs> really stand out for his team. But NIP as well have been struggling a little bit to really get their identity back since like triple quad tank is now basically gone. You can still obviously run it if you're really good at it, but they have to adapt to new things. I should see Zappa switching to quite a few different heroes. Mafu's been switching away from Zarya. Time, you know, here, here, here and there. Fraggy's been playing some Winston. So NIP's... I don't say I I don't mean it in a harsh way, but are definitely nowhere near as good as they were when triple quad tank setup was like the thing. So they're trying to get back to where they can be, but they still place first. So you really can't discredit them, right? Um yeah. United though, um placing second at four and one. Uh so I've gotten to watch some of their scrims and I've skimmed through most of the VODs uh, that they played in the Watch Pit, and they seem to be stuck to dive comp and dive comp only. So something kind of similar to what we saw hammers do before with like triple quad tank only mm -hmm. except that we know that hammers has a deeper pool um i don't really i haven't really seen Cruz on much other than genji like we obviously know that he can play lucio from what we've seen before and from prior but he's been pretty much stuck to genji and we've seen Valataja on um on tracer for the most part unfixed flexing between like fair and soldier uh we did see a glimpse of them doing like their standard like like a standard two, double or two to two or triple tank setup on one of the Oasis maps. Uh, I think it was on University, but it wasn't really effective. Um, so maybe they are just kind of riding the wave of the meta and playing what's really popular now, and then we'll worry about it later on when yeah. the meta shifts to having to relearn and play that kind of way. Um, and then Laser Kittens, like I'll just give them a quick shout out. Yeah, out of all five of their matches, four of them went the full three maps, yeah. and the fifth one that didn't go full three maps because they two owed. Uh, gamers origin so really pushing like some of these teams like nip united uh vv's adventure is actually a really really strong up and coming team seem a lot in the go for series so honestly credit to them again nesh really stand out for his team uh kib it's it's his big comeback since reunited days back at the sl or the overwatch atlantic showdown uh where he was playing for united then he actually just kind of left before korea so yeah, for the majority of that's what's pretty much been happening uh, for Group A of Overwatch Pit. For Group B, though, we got Misfits, Hammer Esports, Movie Star Riders, Didatos, uh, X Alternate, and C Team Singularity Ninjas still to play. Um, I'm not sure when that... I think it's actually started today, if I'm not mistaken, because I already see some results mm -hmm. with Misfits. Yeah, yeah. Having, uh, yeah. It's beginning. It's going on right now, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, like some great games still to come. Oh, man, it's so refreshing to have a tournament with all of these European teams that we haven't seen yeah. in so long. 
including a lot of teams that have just formed or reformed or added a player here or there. So a lot of storylines going on in the EU side, and it's a good opportunity to see like where have we where, where's Dignitas been? How are how good are they? <laughs> Seriously, how how is EU United now that they've kind of reformed the old reunited squad? Uh, you know, all these storylines going into this. Uh, I'm super excited, but really. Misfits have to be just the clear favorite for this whole yeah. EU side, right? right we say that. <laughs> we always say um, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, to me, I don't see. Yeah. I'm not I sure. Think I, I see a. I did catch some scrims here. between them and NIP. Um, and they pretty they went like decently even on some of the maps. I'm not going to say like what maps in particular. Um, okay. But I mean, just the lineup Misfits has is like all superstar caliber. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, a lot of this, every time we say that, it's like a clear thing. I guess maybe with the exception of Rogue. Rogue. Rogue ended up winning, you know, just things like the monthly melee, even though we, or everybody picked them to win it right from the start. Um, we always seem to be wrong, but I would say Misfits here is like a very, very big favorite. But um, but like you said, I can't wait to check out Vivi's Adventure. Like, I know nothing about Vivi's Adventure. And um, even I actually scrimmed against them, funny enough. Oh, really? Okay. I screamed against some one uh, cafe. He played for the uh, Israeli team in oh, the World nice. Cup. Okay, ranked number one on EU ladders right now. Plays Zarya for his team, and we scrimmed against this team because um, they needed like a Reinhardt player. And all they did to us was run dive, and it absolutely shit on me every time because this is like one of my first scrims, and I'm playing Reinhardt against a dive comp. But definitely a team full of like strong players. Let me let me look at the ladder really quickly. Well, while you're looking at it, I also want to call out movie star writers actually ended up beating Dignitas already today, yeah. apparently. Wow. Okay. Uh, so this is a team to watch out for, guys. Um, it's got, let's see, not a, not a ton of names that I, I know super well, but uh, not Neptuno, who played on Team yeah, Spain, yeah. who's a, a former CS, uh, CS pro from way back in the day. Uh, so this is definitely, you know, with that result alone, this is absolutely a team to watch out for. Yeah, they're, they're ex-Mouse Sports. Um, Dante has a pretty ridiculous tracer. Like he's really high up on the the ladder as well. As swoosh. Like most, if not all, these guys have been top five hundred every single season. Um, yeah, like really, really strong lineup. Like I don't really know Colsty that often, but Finzi, Dante, Swoosh, Logix, Neptuno. I I know, and they're they're good. They just haven't had that breakthrough. They've been playing. They're mostly grinding out the go fours on Sundays, from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. So this is like their first, I guess, like or one of their first big real chances to actually make a name for themselves. So. I know they'll definitely be like honing in their skills and running to show them what they've got. It's great. I mean, this is exactly what Europe's been asking for, or at least the European teams have been you know, just starving for, is just some type of stage for them to, to get a chance to play some teams, especially NA teams, just cross-regional teams. Because uh, the, the Koreans are not going to be playing <laughs> the online ones, unfortunately. We're going to be seeing this for a while. Uh, so anyways, I mean, check think, it out. Yeah, definitely check like out Like Brazil can say they beat the winner of Apex Season 2. <laughs> true yeah yeah true technically yeah technically technically. <laughs> technically and just since i'm wearing this beautiful quake champions shirt i gotta i gotta commiserate a little bit that the x rocks guys went out one four in their group uh cooler and cypher are still both on that team right i think are they really? uh yeah 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 or at least cooler is yep so they both rip, rip quake boys rip oh well quake guys man i don't know Actually, their Reinhardt player on Xrox is like insane. I played against that guy so many times, and he just wrecks me every time. 
I've seen him be able to take on some like the best Reinhardt players in Europe and, and beat them. I don't even know where the hell he came from. I don't even know how to say his name. It's like pure Russian. I think it's Alexei. <laughs> it's actually it's in Russian. Mm -hmm. I guess his name. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. That might be a problem for casters. I'll put it in chat for you. I'm pretty sure. It's like uh, I'm pretty Alexi. sure that's Alexi because I've read Alexi a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, pretty common I've read name. It yeah. I, I work with uh, White Raw Alexi. Oh yeah, yeah. Krupnik. I actually don't know how to say his last name. Okay, but that well, guy's insane. Yeah. Uh, definitely check out the the matches. They might be going on like right this second. So, uh, you know, maybe put it on your other screen and check it out. Okay, uh, next event we have, of course, is Apex. Apex is, was in full swing in the semifinals for uh, Season 2. And um, let's see, let me get this up here. All right, so we started off uh, last Friday, or this past Friday, with Runaway versus LW Blue. Uh, and Runaway ended up taking a 3-2. So a great series, really, really tight. Um, this was the one I was looking forward to most, to be honest. Like, I, would, I, uh, I didn't actually anticipate the second one to be that close but ended up being a very very great series too with lunatic high and minathena but uh runaway is that team runaway is the team that i picked to, to win this thing and i'm still rooting for hardcore but uh, i knew they'd run into a just a definitely a big challenge with flower and just all the guys in the lw blue with uh sebi olby and uh just uh, even Luna at times. Luna's been, I don't know. Luna's been struggling, but I think generally Luna's been been a pretty good Ana. But uh, you guys get a chance to catch these at all? Like I, I know it's a pretty tough time again for uh, you, Jason. But um, you catch like maybe uh, mainly, one of the mainly catching up on results and highlights. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I haven't had a chance to watch through the whole games, uh, but okay. I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say. I'm depressed that Meta Athena's out. I think everyone is. Like, this is the fan favorite team of the century. They pull even in their loss, they were the story of that of that match just because of all the crazy, batshit, <laughs> insane strategies that they yeah. are always pulling out every time, innovating with Sombra, innovating with May constantly. They they did this one uh, boost. Yeah, let me bring that was uh, that was On Dorado? popping up Dorado. Yeah, over the yeah the, that, the I didn't, roof. The hell. It's crazy. It's yeah, awesome. here you go. Check it out. Yeah, and I mean, it was kind of funny because Monty and Doe were casting it like, hmm, they're taking a, a really roundabout way and, and trying to uh, 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 just trying to flank them, right? And then uh, I think it's Libero, right, was playing the May. He was just like sitting there for a second. It's like, oh crap, they're going over the roof here. Um, I'm not sure if it was a crazy position necessarily, but it definitely surprised them. Uh, and what was interesting about Lunatic High, they, they seemed to suspect something, so they were already backing up, too. So they were like, what's well, going on here? I don't see anybody anywhere. So there's definitely something up. That whole Dorado was just really weird, because not only mm -hmm. on the first point did they basically switch sides, the defending team was on the payload, and the attacking team was coming from the defending side, but <laughs> later on to the second phase, the same thing happened, and even the third phase. like It was insane how they kept this May play the entire time to mm -hmm. constantly outposition Lunatic High. Uh, yeah. Obviously, in the end, it didn't really work out for him. But yeah, that was honestly really cool to see. And, you know, you have to give credit to a team that keeps innovating. Like, I think totally. back to... Um, was it, was it, uh, Boostmeister for uh, Dreamhack winner back in 2015, I think it was, with uh, Oldmeister Fanatic and Counter-Strike, where they, like, found this really nifty boost spot. Yeah, they found it on Reddit, actually. But they found it, um, <laughs> and they used it in this play, and it was a big controversy. But to have like teams constantly be looking for these these other angles, you know, thinking outside the box to come up with new strategies or new positions to attack from is always uh, really great to see. 
Well, it was even it, it, it even started off right in Dorado with with Libero on Sombra, and you know we saw last week Libero had an, an amazing uh, I think hack on I think it was Zarya just on Hanamura right when he threw the teleporter over the gate and, right. and yeah. came in there. Well, he started off Dorado by aiming to the sky. Just I, you know, well he actually started off stealth and he ran um, you know somewhere near the marketplace area, and he just like stood there for a while and just like aiming to the sky and we're just kind of like waiting right. And then he just threw the teleporter and, you know, he was obviously in a position where normally the tanks would have been and he would have been able to hack somebody. And he almost hacked D.Va. He just was barely out of range. But you could tell that, you know, they practiced that a million times, you know, and that's, that's the kind of thing that, you know, you and your friends go and just screw around just like, hey, I want to like land exactly right here, you know, like uh, by doing that. It's like, what? What star in the sky do I aim for? You know, type of thing when I'm standing here. Cod four. Exactly. That's basically all it is. <laughs> exactly, man. So um, pixel nades. <laughs> pixel nades. It's great to see them actually doing that, and I think they've, like you said, then they're the most innovative one. Definitely a fan favorite because of that. Um, I'd say Lunatic High is, at least in Korea, still the big fan favorite, right? I, I believe that's generally what uh, the. The casters have been saying with, with the fangirls, yes. Yeah, with the fangirls. Yeah. The amount of screams I hear when Eska <laughs> pulls off a sick play. Yeah, yeah. Which Eska? Speaking of Eska, he he was clutch. The this series and even I would say part of last series because Eska was one of the weak points the entire season. Uh, but it, I have to say, like that was probably the biggest difference between Lunatic High and Meta at the end of this time around is that um, Eska was just owning he was it wasn't even just playing adequately he was owning with tracer and sometimes when i'm watching these matches in apex i'm just like can it's amazing like these tracers just get a shit they just do whatever the hell they want like nobody's even trying to shoot them at times because i don't know if it's just the priority of who to kill but tracers i feel like have full reign at times um whenever it just the beginning of fights at least and uh, whoever obviously does deals out the most damage it just ends up just going nuts and Eska was getting the, the the better end of that like for the majority of that series uh so yeah kind of definitely sad that Medathena has gone you know I've been enjoying Libero's play too just this entire event so gonna be sad that he's gonna be out but Lunatic High in the finals again right like I don't think a lot of people thought they would make it this time around but sure enough they're back there and got a chance to to um you know I guess forget revenge. Third or times a charge. Yeah, right? third, third time, third times a charge. Or second yeah, APAC lost a row. Oh, APAC. That's Apex, right. Apex they lost to Envious, right. and now third time. That's right. That's right. Um, but actually, going back to Runaway, like I don't know if you guys caught any of that. That series was that was super entertaining to watch because there would be times where you're like, oh gosh, Runaway is just going to destroy LW Blue, especially after the first map where. Just they couldn't stop Hawksaw and the Nanoblade. I mean, it was just killing everybody, and it was it was like the super easiest map. And then for some reason, they just stopped playing that comp. Like they decided to try some different, like something different. And then um, you know, L LW Blue was able to you know take the next map and get momentum actually. Uh, so it kind of went back and forth. And there'll be times where it's like, you know what? I don't think LW Blue's not playing that well, but somehow they're still gonna win this map, you know? Or Runaway is just getting. Just, you know, they're, they're just getting killed like over and over again but the payload's not moving at all it just stays in the same place uh and i don't know if you get guys get a chance well, watch that series and it, i feel like runaway is the best team at stalling out payloads stalling out cp like, like double cp maps and um you know it's 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 something that's not usually talked about you know just the ability to do that because it's not that flashy right it's not you're not killing anybody necessarily but um, 
you know, they're able to pull that out. They're able just to suck up all the time bank, you know, for a lot of these maps. And, you know, that's the difference in a lot of their wins. So, um, yeah, it's, it's something cool to, to notice. Uh, Kaiser, man, best Reinhardt in the, the world for sure. And he got so many Earth Shatters that were so clutch. Literally, he doesn't get those Earth Shatters, they lose. You know, he had probably two or three of those. Uh, so he's definitely, I mean, for me, he's the best Reinhardt in the, in the world. And then even Sabiolbi, like I, I actually didn't really notice him as much actually leading into this, uh, this series, even though he's probably, he's been solid this entire time, but he really, really stood out this series though. Um, just the anchor for their team. I mean, he was always the one, I mean, he was playing Tracer obviously, but uh, I felt like, you know, he was never dying early, you know, like at times you would have you know, flower dying early or, or, um, you know, and it would just totally swing the map. But Sabioli was just always solid the entire time. Luna and Janice didn't play so great. And I think that might've ended up costing them, but, um, great series though. I think both of them, like Menathena and Luna versus Lunatic High and Runaway and LW Blue were great. So hopefully you guys get a chance to, to watch those VODs. This whole season Dude. has been yeah. awesome. It's like crazy good. Like, Crazy, I'm so crazy. hyped for this finals, honestly. Like I, I was commiserating the death of Meta Athena just because they, they pulled out so much cool stuff. But mm -hmm. let's be honest, like Runway versus Lunatic High is probably probably about as exciting as you could get. Uh we're gonna see a lot of explosive Genji plays. Uh coming from both teams. You. You know, yeah, man. The the, the dude who really originated Winston, Miro, can't yep. forget about him. Uh always a fan favorite, always pulling out cool stuff as well. Uh so this is going down April 8th at 1800 KST, so uh, pretty early in the morning mm -hmm. for anyone on the West Coast. Yeah, uh, the storylines are just great. Like, yeah. Runaway was in promotions last season. Lunatikai, you know, again, like, finished second last season. So we've got great storylines just clashing together here. And like you said, the matchups are great. You got stars at, at all the positions going at each other. Um, so, anyways, Apex, I, I just feel like it's been an awesome event this season. As a fan, just as a fan of Overwatch, I've just been having a great time watching it. And, you know, I can't watch it live, unfortunately, but, man, I've been watching every single VOD. Before we move on to uh, move on from Apex, by the yeah. way, yeah, I mean, Lutakai wasn't in the finals of Apex last season, but to me, them playing against Envious was the final. Mm -hmm. Seeing Envious smash AF Blue was not really fun. No. Um, but there's yeah. a Reddit thread two days ago, I don't know if you guys caught it, about Runner, actually, about the player for... Or oh, in Runaway. I saw that, yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to bring that to light if people haven't really yeah, met, no, seen it yet, because there's some really cool facts about him, like dating back to Faker. Um, I just wanted to read a couple of them if we had, you know, just a little couple seconds for it. Sure, yeah, let me bring um, So before Overwatch, Runner was a professional streamer, uh, his stream League of Legends, which is primarily re uh, primarily the reason he became famous. Oh, really? Uh, African, mm -hmm. uh, no idea. Yeah. African TV streamer. Then he hosted many Runner League tournaments. Um, when the game was still at its beginning stages, when the state of League of Legends was similar to the current state of Overwatch. Faker, at the time, who was a completely unknown amateur, had an extremely hard time finding sponsors and teams that would recruit him. He was a complete That's newbie crazy. compared to Ambition, Killing SSG, who was a very famous at that time. That's when Runner invited Faker to participate in the Runner League to show that he's good enough to become a pro. And of course, performed extremely well there, and now Faker is a god. Um, and this even technically extends now into Overwatch with what he's been able to do as well. Let me find the one in particular I was looking at. It was Kaiser, right? Or... That's what the Lutic High got. Yeah, so uh, Runner, along with uh, Bakium, if I'm saying his name correctly, who was a sponsor for BK Stars, uh, were the ones who discovered the talents of Miro, the best Winston player in the world, and Haxel, uh, and brought him into the current Overwatch Pro scene. 
the first big Overwatch League, which was held in Korea before Apex Season 1, was the BJ League, hey, which was hosted by Runner and Bakyum together. The participants were unknown amateurs at the time, which included Miro, Haksal, Jaehong, Eska, etc. And after the BJ League, and all the, uh, all the participants received a ton of attention for their fresh talent, which resulted in fans voting for Ru Jaehong and Eska for the World Cup roster. Axel was underage, so he couldn't be voted. Like, this guy, wow. he's been around so for cool. such a long time. Yeah. And of course, there's, like, there's more of a stitch bumper. Actually, yeah, that's even a good one, because it talks about like the team and what's happened to them. Um, Runner discovered stitch bumper, Kaiser, and Sh uh, Shine, and Cox, and formed the team Runaway. Wow. All of the processes of recruiting these fresh players were recorded in his streams for weeks, and that was very entertaining to watch, because he basically shared with his fans how he carefully considered rebuilding the Runaway roster. He exposed um, us to the whole process of trial scrims of players like mm. Stitch and Cox um, until the stage where he finalized the roster for Apex Season 2. Oh yeah, and Jay Hong helped run her through the whole process by introducing various connections that were not exactly revealed. So like this guy, my hardcore esports guy, yeah. forming teams left and right, making stars out of people who never would have had a chance. Not so to mention, like he's the, a pretty uh, good like player the, too. <laughs> he's like, he's like the player. too good of Korea. The too good. <laughs> Introducing Tvik to the world. Okay. No, maybe. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know about that, but <laughs> runners a pretty damn Less good player ass, too. Hopefully, so, yeah. Like, um, no, that's really that's really great. He seems like a really great guy. I mean, he's still. You know, we were talking about his after you know post uh, victory type of celebrations and stuff, and he's he looks like a fun dude. So great to see, great to hear, and uh, I'm sure a lot of these players are very appreciative of him too. And, you know, with this kind of thing, he's probably a future coach, too. I, I think after he plays, he's probably going to be coaching a team or maybe running a team. That sort Could of be. thing. Should be. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, uh, I think that's going to be it. Uh, again, check out the finals when you can. Um, why don't we give a shout-out to uh, some of the folks that are listening to the show or listen to the show on iTunes. Um, those you might not know that watch on Twitch every week, we are available on iTunes as well as Google Podcasts and SoundCloud. You can find us there if you want to you know, listen on the way to work or in your car or any of that. We, we get these tweets sometimes with pictures of people that are listening into their car so you can actually see it on the LEDs and stuff. It's kind of cool. Um, but I want to give a shout out to Gil Frost and BJoy612 for leaving five stars re reviews and some nice comments for us. If you want to help the show, help folks find the overview when searching for Overwatch podcasts, uh, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. You know, it doesn't take very much time and, um, you know, really helps out, uh, help us out in a big, big way. Okay, we got a, a discussion topic, Ben, that you wanted to uh, bring up. You want to lead us into this? Sure, one? yeah. Yeah. Whenever we get a chance to nerd out about esports business, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that opportunity. Uh, and uh, this one's an interesting article published, or not even an article, but a, a research deep dive that Morgan Stanley did on Overwatch League, trying to predict what this could mean for Activision shareholders. Of course, Morgan Stanley primarily advising on this for from a uh, stock trading perspective. Uh, uh, but they predict that they think uh, this. This I, you know, I'm going to poke some fun at this too because this is it's kind of an absurd uh, statement. But they think that uh, Overwatch League should hit about a hundred million in revenue. Doesn't say when. Doesn't say which year. <laughs> but it also says it also says. On the low end, it'll make at least twenty million. On the high end, it'll make up to seven hundred and twenty million. How is there and it, that disparity? We'll think. We'll think. We we predict <laughs> it'll be a hundred million. Uh, so they're giving themselves um, 
more than a, a, an order of magnitude, like a lot more than an order of magnitude. Uh, it's like <laughs> a weatherman. Flexibility there, it's but like you know what? Whatever. It's still here. it's still some uh, interesting discussion points, I think there. And uh, given you know the rumors that have been circulating the last couple of weeks about how much it's going to cost to get a franchise uh, in the million to a couple million range potentially, you know there's going to be 16 teams. So if that is true, you're already talking. You know, fifteen to to thirty million potentially in just getting franchise slots. Then, of course, there's going to be the uh, the ticketing for in person events, which I wouldn't expect to be too big first year. Uh, probably won't be big at all, honestly. Uh, I, I can't imagine there's going to be a ton of huge stadium events in year one, but we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. But I think merchandising and in game digital sales is where you could feasibly make up a lot of these uh, a lot of this revenue. And then also you can't forget broadcast rights. Um, so they could sell the broadcast rights off to any streaming platform or TV networks or whatever. Uh, so I don't know. They're, they're, I don't want to read too much into this. A, because it's so hilariously ambiguous about like it, such a wide scale. But uh, and B, you know, who knows? Like the, the, it's all based off rumors and speculation at this point. But it is Morgan Stanley, guys. Like you can't just brush this off as like a, a silly esports journalist that's just writing a expose. No, like this is like a proper deep dive by people who know what the fuck they're talking about. So I don't know. So Ben's what Ben's basically saying is uh, buy Activision stock. Is what he's I own some. I, I'll be honest. I own very little, but I own a little bit. That's nice. What, <laughs> Jay? Jason. <laughs> No, that's I mean, pretty. It counts. What? No, no, no. I mean, he owns some, but it counts. Yeah, it definitely counts. Now you know why I'm trying so hard to make this game successful. That's no, right. That's right. No, that's. I think that's great news. I mean, hundred million prediction is is quite a bit. Um, I think any league making any esport league at this point making like. Nine I don't digits. believe. It's, I don't. I don't believe. I don't even. I don't, I'm gonna say. I don't, I don't even know how they happen. can come up with that. Yeah, exactly. LCS like, doesn't even make a pot. Like in the first year, at <laughs> least, if not the second year, LCS didn't even make any money off LCS because all of them went right back oh, into right. it, and they were still paying a ton of money to run it. Blizzard's always right, doing never even tried to make money off it, though. I just. I don't. I don't it's know. True. I, I'll, I'll always be skeptical when it comes to this kind of thing until I'm proven wrong, and I'm more than happy to be proven wrong, and I want to be proven wrong, but. A hundred million annually, like. I mean, would this what, be the first I'm... esport to make that kind of revenue, or does I don't know? Actually, does Dota or CS count? I, I don't know no, what they I, make annually I, from their well, esports actually, section. I mean, TI. Could, that's a good point, Jason. <laughs> TI, yeah. uh, if they if they could raise twenty plus million in compendium sales, that means that sixty seventy plus million went directly into the pockets of Valve. So, a single event almost made a hundred million. <laughs> that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I mean, if they do have that kind of, uh, you know, synergistic way of you know selling obviously Overwatch and things in Overwatch with with the league, then I could see them reaching something like that. I don't really count the buy-in, you know, money. I, I don't like to look at that as revenue because it's you know that the buy-in money is more of of an investment, right? Like they're going to be spending that buy-in money to build whatever infrastructure is needed to get the league going. So. You know that would be pretty lame if they're taking that into account because that shouldn't be taken into account in my I mean, opinion. I think they just say gross revenue, not nothing I know, dead. but it's like, it's, like uh, operation costs. Still, costume. it's like okay. Um, 
so I mean that can be misleading to, to a degree. I think after the initial period, after you've got that you know investment into building everything, then I think you know whatever revenue is generated after that, yeah. If we if we get to you know even eight digits, I think well, that would be pretty amazing. Like, let's let's be fair to this, right? Like, what if Morgan Stanley did a thing for LCS? It was like, yeah, if Riot were to sell cities to teams and blah 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 and do the similar kind of structure that Overwatch League is looking to have. How much would they make annually with Morgan Stanley? I'd say it'd be over 100 million. Yeah, I think so too. Because that's just I mean, they, has the backing of viewers. They already sold broadcast rights to MLB right. for however much that was. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah. that that's a no-brainer though, because we you know you already see how many viewers the LCS gets. You know, the thing about Overwatch is we're still, you know, we're still waiting. Like this is literally still projections and investments on things that haven't happened yet so that's why still a little bit anxious really want them to execute well and um uh you know the more hype that that, that comes with it the more expectation everybody's going to have you know <laughs> like morgan stanley saying this then there's going to be investors that have expectations of this too so um it's more pressure it's just if it works then it's going to be super epic awesome if it doesn't, then it's just going to be a big fail, like a, a abysmal type of thing. So, um, you know, of course, we're we're all hoping that it succeeds, and um, you know, <laughs> I, just, I just don't know if these articles actually help or not. You know, do you think they help, like this type of thing? I, I mean, mean, I don't think it right helps now, to be honest. <laughs> like, I'd rather go into with low expectations. Yeah, than me with too. Super high expectations. Exactly. I would totally like. To, like to you know have them be able to have the best possibilities or highest probability of succeeding, and you know if you got people expecting hundred million, that that's going to be hard to even reach that. But, yeah, I mean the the industry is already overinflated with the amount of money pouring in. Mm -hmm, uh, right, it's good for a lot of people. It's amazing for the player, for some players and teams and team owners, and but uh, the, the concern is that if it doesn't Long term though man pan out yeah. then where's the money gonna go it's gonna dry up one day but we'll see yeah all right uh let's you know see. What, it's time to raise our casting rates god we don't want to see uh, that man that's like the, the... avatar in chat says blizzard has got some big balls you are correct Savitar. Savitar. it's very true is, they got uh, big balls, yeah. yeah this well, is what we said when when the OW League was announced at BlizzCon. It was like, yeah. "Hey, man, they're trying something. They are trying something new and different, you know, and at a scale that we've maybe never seen before." And that's awesome. You know, we never really talked too much about the whole Nate and Andrew thing, right? Just that that whole slide and just some of the things that have been coming from all, just those presentations he's been doing recently. Yeah. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Like, what are your thoughts on seeing the sixteen cities and? You know, th those are all illustration, you know, illustrative or whatever. Check the yeah. asterisk. Exactly. Okay. This is not for sure. This is not the final. Yeah, this is cities. not final, but. Um, Any yeah, illustration. It's definitely a guideline, though. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're hoping for something like this or something that resembles this. I don't know if it's 16 teams, but, you know, what he showed there what were cities that were not just in NA. And, you know, the original plan, at least when all this news first came out, was that, oh, it's probably only going to be NA in the first season. So I guess first question is that. Are we expanding out of NA right from the start? What do you guys so, think? So I sort of always, like, everyone has been under this assumption that you have to be an cool. NA team in an NA city to play in the OW League, and it's all going to be in, in SoCal. 
And I've still never seen like this written, proven anywhere. Like everyone seems to be under this assumption, including like all the teams. So I'm going to assume they know something probably that I don't. Uh, that yes, it probably will be uh, based in NA, but I have never operated under the assumption that this wouldn't be a completely global league. I think that was always the intention. It might take place yeah. in one location for the sake of convenience and connectivity and land servers and all that, uh, and coaches and you know the infrastructure and all, all that stuff. But I, I was always under the assumption that this was going to be completely global. And um, actually, I just tried to drop the tweet for you. Uh, if you want to pop it up on stream, um, okay. Uh, send me it again. I think you just. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's Los Angeles, New York, Boston, DC, Dallas, San Francisco, Seattle, Chicago, Miami, Paris, Frankfurt, London, Shanghai, Toronto, Seoul, and Mexico City is what's in this like slide that's just showing what it could be like down the road. Obviously, guys, there is a huge asterisk here. Please note the asterisk. Still. <laughs> It's really fun to look at this and just like fantasize about the future. Um, just seeing the slide alone got me, I'll be honest, it got me fucking pumped. Like this is just imagining, starting to imagine the teams like, oh, who's going to be on the San Francisco team? Like Joe Lacob, like the part owner of the Warriors invested in Team Liquid. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be like the San Francisco Liquids? Like, I don't know, just starting to play around with those ideas in my head is extremely exciting and fun. Uh, it's also fun to just theorycraft about this list of, of cities. Um, for me, I was kind of surprised by how few Asian cities were on this list. So we'll see once the announcements actually come out. But uh, I, I would imagine there being more than one Korean team, for instance. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think uh, I know that Taiwan's a pretty big market for Blizzard and, and this game in particular. So I, I thought that there might be a Taipei location. Um, but, you know, it's still fun to look at this. I was going to say, why don't they just play in the uh, the China League? And I was like, oh, yeah, that that's I know why they don't play in the China League now. <laughs> right, right. No, the less Asian cities, you know, and teams that they're going to be, then we are going to get this this bit of fragmentation, at least from the standpoint of global Overwatch, right? In the beginning, uh, particularly in the beginning, because you'll, you'll have these giant Asian leagues that are going on at the same time as Overwatch League and, you know, at least from a story standpoint, storyline standpoint of best team and all that, all that business, it's going to be se you know separated for a while. We're we're not going to actually know who the best team probably in Overwatch well, that's, is. That's how the fun of worlds, isn't it? Like a like a legends, like you have yep. NALCS, mm -hmm. ELCS, you have LPL, you have LCK, and then they all collide for the well, MSI and for the finals. Yeah, yeah so but it's like makes it this, so epic. It it is make it epic, but that's all part of the same league. This this won't be the case, right? I think this will be. I don't imagine. Stuff. I I'd imagine like over time there'll be an NA only league, there'll be an EU only league, there'll be a yeah. Korea I think only so. League. Over time, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just this first this first season will be uh, you know just a little bit of working stuff out, but um, yeah. What do you think, Jason? Overall, like, you think this is indicative of anything? Um, I think. Most of my thoughts have already been said by Ben. Mm -hmm. um, the, the only thing I want to add to it is that I remember there was a tricky thing Riot used to do where they would like leak information and say like someone like had, a, had someone post about it or something like that, like on an account that wasn't related to Riot. And then from there, they would get the gauged community's reaction. And if it was really negative, they wouldn't do it and say, oh, yeah, we never planned to do it. But if it was positive, they'd be like, yeah, well, that's what we want to do. Or if it was really negative, then they're like, no, we don't ever want to do that. So we always seem good in the public. So I'm not kidding, right? I literally did this. Yeah. 
I'm not saying this is that, but I'm saying this can be like a little bit of a, a way into it because they know people are going to be tweeting pictures of this. I mean, luckily the little asterisk was put in there, but that could like get the general's opinion of like the general population's opinion of what's going on and like what teams are there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying well, they, it is. I'm just saying there's always that potential. I mean, they had to launch this thing at the end of the year. At least that's what they said uh, was the general timeline, or what people assume is the general timeline. If you, know, you got to start taking these steps. Maybe this isn't yeah. the final list, but it's got to be indicative of something. It's got to be indicative of where their head's at, at least. Uh, we're, we're running out of time, man. There's only there's I only know. a few more months before this thing is supposed to launch. I'm really curious as, as to you know how they're planning what the the number of teams and the structure is going to be. Or I mean, are they planning this and they're like, okay, let's just hypothetically, it's 16 teams. We're going to get 16 bids, and that's it. Or is it more like, hey, you know what? We're getting like 24 bids. So why don't we make a, you know this first season 24 teams instead? You know, and hopefully we have 24 cities, right? I mean, there's definitely 24 cities. But um, you know, I'm wondering if they're going to adapt based on the number of invest- interested investors or they're just set on this. I feel like they should be set on this, given that they need to prepare, right? Just what, what all these, these uh, what the schedule is going to be and all that kind of thing. But um, I don't know. If they want to get max out just how much money goes in, then they would do the latter. What do you think they're going to do? Uh, you know, actually, one thing that I just added another link to our script. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that you guys mentioned um, and some people in chat were talking about is like, I could see a system where you have the central main Overwatch League with these 16 teams, and then you still have some ancillary tournaments that maybe have some sort of wild card slot, maybe, into like the playoffs or something like that. Um, because the reason wow. I say this is because uh, it was just announced last week that there is a new Blizzard funded esports stadium in Taiwan. Uh, and the Asia-Pacific Overwatch League is going to be launched there. So maybe this means, maybe that's why Taipei is not on the list. Maybe Taipei and Taiwan will have its own Overwatch tournament. And oh, then maybe the winner of that gets put into a, a wildcard tournament for like the last slot into a playoffs or something like that. Um, that that could be an interesting way of expanding the OWL even to other regions and other areas that may not have a team that really can compete necessarily on the same level. I mean, it, it, you drew the analogy to Riot, and you know this is this could be in a way somewhat similar to what they do for for Worlds, where you have like the main LCS and you have the big Korea League, but you also have a league in Turkey, a league in Brazil, a league in Taiwan, and like those teams can all battle it out for like the final playoff slot. That that actually could be kind of cool. Yeah, I just think that would be not the same as you know, tr- any of these traditional sports leagues, right? And so, True. Um, yeah. you know, that would be sim- more similar to what we've seen in uh, esports. And I feel like what they're trying to do here is break ground. And Well, if it was traditional NA sports, we would have an NA-only league and then say we're best in the world. So. <laughs> okay. Ouch. Ouch. I mean, technically, that's what we do, isn't it? World Series, the Super Bowl, the best in the world, but we're the only ones that play this game. We? Are you even American anymore? I technically so. <laughs> well, okay. but that's not so base. Okay, football, we are the only people that play. Baseball, that's not true. All the best players come here. But Same with basketball. 
I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. That's right. I'm right. That's technically <laughs> not right. Why isn't it right? Because you don't actually compete against teams from other countries in the world to say you're the best in the world. You just uh, take sure. players. It. it oh, I'm okay, sorry. Okay, I don't... it's not the Olympics. Okay, the Olympics is, I guess, what you're talking right. about. But, you know, there it is the top league. You know, that, that's, that is where all the best players go and try to, you know, make it or get a contract, right? I mean, the teams go and find them too, right? Play them a ton of money. It's like ridiculous amounts of money they pay. But, um, all right. Well, uh, I think uh, we've got some time for a few questions. We've got one that's emailed to us. And if you're interested in sending us an email question, go ahead and do that by emailing the overview at shamanv.tv and we'll read them out each week. Brian M asks, what are some good ways to practice your aim? I feel like I can easily hit all bots on the training ground, but still lose a bunch of 1v1s in games. Super easy. Make a custom game. Put yeah, yourself headshot. first all Anna's. Headshot only. 500% damage. 500% damage taken. 0% cooldown. Lijong Tower. Go. Okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Thank you, Sadie, for that. Credit to shout out to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah ben? A lot of people do the Anna bots. Uh, I always just warm up against in the training mode. For me... When I'm warming up, I'm not necessarily trying to put myself in the sh in, in the mindset of like, oh, it's a, it's time to get intense about a real game, and like I really have to like, you know, you're not wor worrying about positioning. All I'm doing is getting warm, getting my my mouse hand warm uh, in those cases, and that works for me. Uh, you know, think... making sure to just do that every day, 10, 15 minutes before you play on ranked. That's what works for me, uh, but then again, my hit scan aim is not really the, the greatest. So uh, I don't know. There's a lot of good material out there. We we've actually talked about it and showed some uh, links uh, on the show before. Uh, I think there's God, yeah, there's there's a couple. I think there's two ways to approach it. You could either Overwatch go, Dojo or something. Yeah, Overwatch Dojo is a good one. Um, I've used Aim Booster before, which is like it, just a, a web site that has like little mini web apps that are geared for you to you know track and you know just aim shoot type of uh you know really basic aim shoot and tracking type of exercises so i think you can approach it that way like from a, a very basic level or you, or you can go into what jason said like actually in game and practice you know practical things which is shooting heads and and things like that so uh if you want to go to the site you can go to aimbooster.com that's a, that's a pretty good one there's actually several of them uh, like you said doja is a good one too and um yeah, I think that's the best way to start. I think you have to like build up your your fundamental uh, deep or uh, FPS ability, and then you know after that maybe warming up it will do you a lot of a lot of good. Also, but, uh, doing like a six v six widow headshot only is really cool too. Oh God, but I actually wow. like made my widow so much better just doing that because you get used to like having to do flicks really quickly and like where widows can hide and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. So over time, you'll get better. You just have to do it every day <laughs> for a good amount. Uh, any other questions in the chat, guys? Because um, that's the only email one we had. Uh, maybe, Ben, keep an eye out on chat to see if we've got I'll anything. keep an eye out. I had one more thing that uh, okay, we, sure. we didn't really uh, jump into in too much detail. And it's just the, the lineup of teams in Overwatch Pit for NA. Oh, yeah. Another mm -hmm. tournament with no Cloud9 and no Envious. It's just like... We are they above it? This is something I bring up are they every above show. It? So I apologize, guys. If you've listened to shows before, you're probably sick of me talking about this subject. 
but it's just yet another tournament without several of the biggest teams, most talented teams, the teams that people care about the most, that they want to watch, the most skilled teams. No Cloud9, no Envious, no NRG. We don't get to see them either. So we're going to have yet another tournament that's just like, oh, it's like most of the good teams, but except for like the top tier, which is why I'm really glad Rogue is playing at least. Uh, I mean, to be fair to Envious, though, they're like in Korea still. Like a, a good majority of them are still in Korea. Why? Just for Apex to finish it off. Practice? I mean, okay. yeah, practicing the best teams. I mean, I mean, to be fair, like the price pool is only 15 grand, but if you're NRG, I think, feel like you have no excuse to not be playing in this. Like Cloud9, maybe because, yeah, like Apex, they need some time. And I, I know Mendo is like still in Sweden, but I want to see NRG in there. Like that's the big name for me. I know what you mean, though, but Ben, like I, I, I just want to see had the a good really, team. Really, really good tournament. Yeah, and since Overwatch Open, it's true. Straight up, other than Korea, and that was seven months ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. So uh, I, I know I feel your pain, dude. I I feel that some of these guys, sure, they you know they should practice. They're practicing in Korea and things like that. Some of these guys just don't want to have a bad showing. You know, like they're just scared to lose that is what I'm thinking. And, uh, you know, I, 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 it does so much more for the, for the, uh, the scene. If you do get these clashes of, you know, the big Titans and the, or the big fan favorites and, and, you know, having, having that happen, right. Or at least having the ability to say that this, okay, this team is the best, or maybe these teams are the best three. And we can say that right now, like an NA or whatever, more and more of these kind of tournaments, we, I don't know, we're just going to decide who is next up on the rung, I guess, you know, like the Immortals and the the Selfless and, again, the LG Evils. You know, I think Rogue's, like, a step above these. You know, Rogue's beat all these teams already, right? So that's why they're favorites going into this tournament. And, you know, the the biggest storyline will be if anybody can beat Rogue. That's, that's it. Instead of, you know, can Rogue beat some of these guys? Actually, Misfits is in here, too. So Misfits is, is the other team. Um, we'll finally get to see CLG, though. So that's good. <laughs> that's true. And we haven't seen Rise play in a while. Phase, how are they doing right now? So it's still an interesting Rise. tournament. But yeah, uh, yeah. And, and to be clear, guys, I'm not blaming the players. I totally understand if you're not comfortable, if you're not ready, if you don't want to play, if it's the prize pool isn't big enough, whatever. There's a million reasons. I'm not blaming, blaming the teams or players. I'm just, as a fan, it sucks. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm we haven't had a really good too. tournament at all in months. So anyway. That's my thought. It shows too. It shows in viewership. It like, has it, big it time. Is. Like we would have so many more people watching, yeah, you know, Overwatch esports if we actually had tournaments that had the best teams in it. So um, yeah, it's unfortunate we've we've been in this state and we're in the position where we have to wait for Overwatch League. That's that's kind of where we are. Where the teams will have to play in it and want to play in it. Uh, but until then, I guess we'll just have to uh, be satisfied with the, these type of tournaments. Uh, any other questions right now, or no? Um, anything? Anything good? Just looking through chat. Yeah, guys, let us know if you have any questions, if you have any discussion points, if you think we're dead wrong about our Overwatch <laughs> yeah. League predictions. Please tell us. Whatever, whatever it is, let us know. Okay, well, maybe, maybe one more minute. If there's nothing else, then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Sometimes there's just no questions. I mean, this week has been just 
a little bit slower in terms of news. We usually have about five, six, seven things to talk about, but not this you mother. Oh, what? I hate it's you, Vic. Tivik. When will Jason Kaplan ever cue with me? I, you know, but Tivik, I'll cue with you, man. Counter, <laughs> Counter- isn't the only one bad in you, or, son. Screw, screw that, that guy. I'll cue with you, guy. buddy. Did Jason oh, Kaplan? Did you just ban him? I'm banning him for the memes. Like Counterpit banned him for banned well, him for the memes. Did you ban him in my in my chat? Hell yeah! Oh God, you would have dead. All right, I'm taking away your uh, mod powers. <laughs> exactly, Jason. I am too. too <laughs> You've gone too far. All this, right. You don't even know. I've asked me once to do so many times, and he's like, "Oh, I got scrims," or "Oh, no," or "Oh, I'm going to sleep." He's a busy guy, dude, man. What do you expect? God, I hate him so much sometimes. He's un- I unbanned him right away, guys. <laughs> Chaos Head says, I think it's rather childish not to watch because the best teams are not playing. But that's it's not, not childish. Gonna, no, we're still going to watch. I never said I, I mean, we, a, we watch. I'm yeah, just we watch. That, it, I'm talking about just your average viewer there or even somebody that doesn't know anything about Overwatch. I mean... You know how it is on Twitch. The the bigger the number that they see on front page or whatever, or the you know in the categories or what or the game categories, the more likely people are going to come by and check it out. And right now we've got events that get ten, twenty thousand. You know, sometimes a little bit more than that. You know, you're, it doesn't make That's that it. big of a blip on the radar. I mean, Ben knows better than everybody else. This guy like looks at the numbers every day. So um, that's not enough to make uh, a splash or at least have have random folks check it out and maybe learn about Overwatch. So, all right. Uh, XX Momentum XX asks, do you think that Overwatch's genre will hurt as a spectator sport? Sport, I love the game, but I don't think FPS can present itself as well as something top-down like a MOBA. And to this, I will always go back to the example of uh, CS. CS 1.6 was basically the biggest esport in the Western world for quite some time many years ago, like a decade ago. But it never really hit the mainstream when uh, it's when StarCraft II was coming out, when League of Legends was coming out, when Street Fighter IV was coming out. All these games came out, and they were blowing up viewership-wise. And everyone said, yeah, of course they're blowing up. They're, they're so much better to watch. Nobody can watch CSGO. It's impossible. You can't catch all the action. It's so hard for new viewers. Flash forward 10 years, or not 10 years, but flash forward... Well, shit, it's been like seven years. Uh, <laughs> for like seven years. Yeah. All of a sudden, CSGO is by far the biggest esport in the Western world right now. Well, maybe not, not by far. League of Legends still doing pretty well. Uh, and, you know, in Russia, uh, Dota is still pretty huge. But CSGO, now one of the biggest esports in the entire world, clearly one of the top esports in the Western world. And when this people thought this game was not watchable, uh, I used to hear this all the time, up and down from, from esports luminaries, people who are in the scene, people out of the scene. Everyone said CSGO was not a watchable esport, or CS, back in the day. Now look at it. Uh, now it's one of the most watchable esports just uh, because of better tools, better casters, more spectators, spectators becoming like professional spectators becoming a thing. Uh, so we have a long it, ways to go. Uh, it's getting FPS there, man. It's hard to watch. Man, watch but, Apex yeah. this season, guys. Like they, they, they were able to catch a lot of the great plays this season. I mean, I can only like the other. Uh, I think Friday. I mean, there might have been just one play, like the cameraman didn't catch. That was you know some kind of uh, uh, some early kill that they didn't miss. But for the most part, they're catching everything. You know, like we actually get to watch these things happening, like you know from first person point of view or whatever. 
Uh, so it's getting better. The casting obviously is always is first rate, and we're we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. It's going to still always be hard showing the crazy like shaking stuff, right? But um, you know, all the other things are improving. Like each time there there's these big events. So I I still believe I still believe we're gonna get there. Um, hopefully we'll see some more spectator tools soon though. I don't know what it's going to be exactly, but hopefully we'll see some more of this. Well, just go back and watch the World Cup, man. The World Cup had such great production value because mm -hmm. they had six observers. They had a PC recording every player's individual point of view so they could do recaps and highlights. So, You know, you know what's the difference, guys? Everybody's saying that, oh, CSGO is just better. All it takes, guys, is for Widow to be back in the metagame. Then all of a sudden, you have like the same type of like viewing experience. So right now it just happens to be, you know, like dive comp or, you know, before we, I don't even think, you know, well, we, we talked about before that when Pharaoh was in the meta, Pharaoh was a great viewing experience, you know? So it just depends on who the dominant uh, or what the dominant comp is for the viewing experience to change pretty drastically. And that, that in itself is a challenge that they'll have to solve. But, um, you know, that, that's, I'm just pointing out that it is possible for Overwatch to be pretty similar to that. Not at slow pace. I mean, so the people that are saying that's slow pace at times because, you know, obviously you get down to one-on-one, -on -one, it's a different thing than 6v6 the entire time. But, um, you know, we could watch, you know, time on Widowmaker and uh, it's a similar experience to an op, you know, view, that type of thing. Okay, well, anyways, I think that's going to be it for questions. Now everybody's going nuts now. And now that we're <laughs> wrapping up. Now that we got the juices flowing. Exactly. Um, but everyone's uh, juices flowing but jason right now jason's like i want to go play some rigged i just tired. got nothing to say about like some of these questions like to be yeah. honest he just wants to cast I mean, I my he just wants to cast that's it man <laughs> now nah, i'm gonna Let use my new pc all right all right well play some you... minecraft on this bad minecraft? boy <laughs> gotta make full use of my uh triple 1080s nice sli nice. Blah, Triple blah, blah. 1080s? Do you, do you actually have SLA 1080s? Two of them? That would be sick. Oh, my God. Do you have a TI? That's the that's the question, right? No. Nah, nah. oh, okay. Hey, I got a 1080 for free. I'm not going to complain if it's a TI or not. I'm just, Come on. I'm just wondering Come how on. much love you get, man, from those guys. Um, all right, let's wrap up. Let's do some shout-outs. Jason, where can people find you, man? Twitter.com slash Jake Kaplan. Twitch.tv slash Jason Kaplan. Like, JKAP1AN on Instagram. Uh, Instagram? <laughs> uh, JKAP on ESL on, on yeah. Snapchat. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Oh, YouTube, Overdrive, OW. There you go. That's, there's my shout outs. I forgot your parents, dude. I'm really disappointed. No, you in said, you. where can people find me? You didn't say, give yeah, me shout outs. You know, this Chase. is still the shout outs. That's section. the end. You know that. This is the end part. Yeah. I'm going to have to tell Mama Ka Kaplan that. So your son just doesn't love you anymore. Shout That's out to my parents for giving me the opportunity to be here and ESL for hiring me so I can do my job. Chatman for hosting the show. Ben for always making me feel good about my SR. Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, damn. Ouch. Uh, ben, shout outs. Where can people find you? Sure, yeah. If you want to watch my struggles through low to mid masters, I swear I'm going to get back to GM this season at some point. I swear to God, my initial goal was top 500, so we're a far cry from there. At this point, all I need is Tavik to carry me, buddy. Come on, <laughs> Come on dude, no problem. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, like Just Fish Sticks. 
uh, as it's spelled right here. Same on Twitch, same on Twitter. Is uh, Just because Jason said his Instagram on Fishsticks1 on Instagram, I've been posting amazing <laughs> food photos lately. So wow. if you like that. Man, you guys are into too. Instagram now? I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't even realize you guys had Instagram accounts. I just post my, my meals that I cook at home. So here's Thanks. the real question, Amazing then. food. He really does. Here's the real question, then. Can Tavik even play with you? I don't know. Isn't in there That's a thousand? That's what I'm saying. All this accounts are like top 100. Oh, oh shit. There's, an a, th- right. there's yeah. a thousand. You've got to qualify to even play with Kavik, dude. <laughs> so you might not even be able to group with him. You might not even be able to group with him. I think his lowest him. account is like 4,500. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'll oh, see you later, Tavik. Oh, my God. Rough, rough. Uh, I'll round things out by thanking both of you guys, Fish Sticks and Jason, of course, for doing this show. Everybody watching right now, thanks a lot for uh, hanging out with us, asking those questions at the end. And if you want to check out the VODs, if you missed any of the beginning, you can check that out on youtube.com slash V, as well as all the other episodes we've done in the past. Uh, again, you can find the show on iTunes. Uh, just go to your iTunes podcast and search for The Overview or Overwatch, and you'll, you'll find us. And, um, and leave us a review if you like the show. I think that's it. Oh, follow the Twitter uh, account for the overview too. The overview GG is is what it is. Somebody asked also when's the next um, streamer showdown Overwatch. Uh, I'm trying to plan a super epic one, so I'm I'm kind of waiting until that happens before we do another one. So uh, I would say in the next, I don't know, maybe month or two, th- there'll be another one for sure. Uh, but it's going to be pretty sweet if I can get it to happen. But that's going to be it, guys, for the overview. So for Jason Kaplan, Fishsticks, and myself, Chamman V. We'll see you next week. Bye. Later.